They conquered the presses. They conquered podcasting. Now they take on drive time airwaves. The fine gentlemen at Maka Media, at the forefront of media, and FFRAC Frack, we got that gas. The natural gas present to you Maka Radio. Two modern pirates taking on the biggest stories, making mincemeat out of politics and everything else under the sun. And here they are now, the six-foot ginger and his short companion, Jack Morris and Nicholas Coker. Good morning. It is January 29th, 2019. Good morning. Tuesday, you're listening to Moker Radio on 1650 AM KBCP. Week three, four? Four. I don't know. Four. I've lost count. Oh, shoot. That's not right. Well, you have a little, you have a uh, ticking time bomb for me again today. I've got a I've got a couple of UTGs for you today under the gun. In other news, um, Channing Tatum files to change child custody agreement with ex Jenna Dewan as he details his life as a single dad to daughter Everly five. I don't think that's what we do on this show. That's the wrong nature for this show. That's funny that you prepared that. I don't know where I you just got went on that. Daily Mail like five minutes ago. I'm looking for an obscure article. Is that what you think I do? Like, I don't... I, I don't I'm, think... I'm, I, I, no. <laughs> I'm not trying to mock you. Okay. Because I think that's, like, the opposite of what we try to do on this program, I think. That's too... That's drama. I wasn't actually going to try to seriously talk about that. I don't think I'd have anything to say about that. That's pretty funny, though. I was more going to make fun of that article for existing... Well, the Daily Mail does have some funny headlines sometimes, though. Like, that's one thing I appreciate. And I've got some funny headlines today. Um, but the first one is for, uh, uh, an A-head. We talked about this one a couple, uh, for a couple minutes the other day. Um, <laughs> beer coolers and hookahs, the world of German music. A decade ago, the German metal band Ramstein made musical history by offering fans a limited edition box set of their album, Lipst East Fear Ali Da, Love is There for Everyone, complete with handcuffs and sex toys. The release inspired a generation of German recording artists to promote their new albums with unique souvenirs. These days, so-called limited edition boxes won't include a CD, but perhaps a beer cooler, Jewelry, a currency validation machine, or in the case of rapper Massive, without an E, and his 2016 album Rob Deer, Predator, a tooth-shaped vial full of red liquid he labeled the artist's original DNA. What's a uh, currency validation machine? I'm assuming it's like when you go and if you ever pay with a big deep bill, I don't know if you're a high roller okay. like me, but if you ever pay with like a hundred and they pull out one of those little pens to, 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 to check if it's counterfeit. Okay. I don't know. I like when you go to some McDonald's though, in some areas of the city where they'll say that they won't accept bills higher than 20 because they must've been burned by counterfeit currency before. Yeah. There's the nothing. Problem. There's nothing worse than that feeling, though. If you pay with a hundred, and they get all about it, and call the manager over, and they look at it, it's like they they scale me up and down, and then they say, "Oh, this guy wouldn't have a hundred. I'm not into that." I mean, if in that moment you get caught with a counterfeit, that would also be a whole other can of worms. 
I'm assuming they sit you down in the corner and then the police come and it's a whole thing. I would just run. I'm assuming you bolt. I was thinking that in my head. What's notable about this was how the German artists are selling vials of their original DNA with their pieces. A red (laughs) tooth-shaped vial. Someone's going to clone them someday or another. I hope. Because I was thinking if we ever go so far as to to sell T-shirts, I think we should maybe, or any sort of merch, I think we should say, yeah, we wore one in every three of these. So you get a one in three chance that we just wore the T-shirts. So technically it would be used, but it'd be used by us. So that'd motivate people to buy three? I It would either motivate people to buy three with the guarantee that at least one of them was worn by us, or... Well, it wouldn't be guaranteed, but likely. Likely. Well, actually, if you buy three, we'll guarantee you that, that we wore okay. one. Okay. But I have a feeling it might drive sales down. Or everyone, We'll have to do a survey. Everyone would just wash it before they wore it. They wouldn't be like, oh, that's cool. They no. wouldn't smell it. We're not... Rock stars. No. And if there is, in fact, one person out there who does want our DNA, in a way, I'd say we made it. We have a DNA person. We have someone who wants to clone us. We have someone who wants to smell us. We have someone who wants our pheromones for some reason. I don't like that idea. Or, But it totally terrifies me. Like, now, you, you it, it's something that is cool on paper before it happens, and then you reach the reality. Is it a man or a woman? I would have to kill my clone. Probably a man. If I ran into my clone that someone made, I would have to kill it. I would have to fight it to the death with my bare hands. Oh, my God. I think I think I'm... But the thing is... I don't want to accuse myself of being just utterly narcissistic, but for some reason I can imagine myself getting along great with my clone. I mean, that's why you love your kids, right? You, <laughs> you're forced to love your you kids. Have, well, maybe you're biologically forced to love your kids, but I think you really love it because you look at it and it's like you love the parts of it that look like you, and it's just this mini you, and it's going to be into your stuff. That's true, but... It loves you. I can't exist if my clone exists, and vice versa. It must be me or him. One of, them, one of us has to die. You think... Okay, so I would look at it like I'm going to become buds with this guy. You're looking at it like this is a duel to the death best man wins it can't be me or him it has to uh it can't be me and him it has to be me or him you don't (laughs) i love i love that that go-getter attitude with the clone but do do you think that it would be too even a fight yeah it's like you know it's gonna go a hundred rounds in an arrested development where george (laughs) George fights oscar and they're identical twins so they they each do the same thing and no one wins um we saw t- identical twins fight on Rough and Rowdy, and one of them did win. But I think you would go 100 rounds with your twin. Unless yeah, someone pulls out a gun. You've you got to pull out... No, uh, but if he pulls out a gun, then I have the idea to pull out a gun as well. So you're exact clones. So is yes. it like... I, it's like punching a mirror. Like you throw a punch, they throw a punch, and then they hit. It's like I throw a punch, he blocks it. It's just like we know what the other one's about to do. See, my only issue with it is I don't, I don't think it works in this reality. It would have to be... Like, my limited understanding of what an anime looks like. Like, from, like, watching Pokemon, the TV show, as a little kid. Like, I would imagine it would have to be, like, sparks flying and you jump 100 feet into the air and it's an epic battle. It wouldn't look cool in the UFC octagon. It looks cool in a cartoon world. Well, it would look cool, but I don't... I I don't have the physics or the athletic capabilities of a cartoon version of me that would be cool but you don't want to do it in the octagon do you no i just want to do it like in a road or something Ooh, like a sort of um 
Kimbo Slice street fight. Like you're both wearing jeans and no shirt. And uh, there's a bunch of guys holding my tall boy uh, Medellas in the back yeah, and stuff. There's a couple okay. guys filming it. Yeah, yeah. On a yeah. shaky camcorder. Okay. I dig that. Uh, this weekend, Pope Francis tweets. Uh, Pope Francis at Pontifex. Awesome, badass thing. Pope Francis's Twitter. Side thought. Yeah, I saw a funny tweet of his. I'm assuming that he has someone managing it because he's got him in all the different languages. Maybe he tells the guy, but how does this go down? Hey, uh, buddy, Twitter guy, tweet this. Like, is that how he talks? I don't understand. Like, maybe he writes him down. But he tweeted, with her yes, yeah, Mary became the most influential woman in history. Without social networks, she became the first influencer, the influencer of God. Now, this comes at a great time. Uh, this is why I think that Pope Francis is up on things. Maybe he's tweeting directly because... It's a big time for influencers. You've got Kendall Jenner, Firefest, Emily Rajkowski, all these people, and it's a brilliant segue into our next topic, which is the Fire Festival documentary that Jack never watched, but he read enough about it that we could have a conversation about it. But not really. Irregardless, they're subpoenaing those girls. It's a whole thing, so it's a big time for influencers. And God uh, and and Pope Francis, commun- channeling God, is saying. Chill about Kendall Jenner and Emily Rajkowski, Bella Hadid. Let's focus on Mary. That's pretty badass. I liked that tweet. So, Fire Festival documentary. Um, I'm still thinking about two scenes in that. One, and I hope everyone's seen this. The, I only watched the Netflix one, not the Hulu one. But there was a scene after all of everything happened. Whole fire festival failure. All hands on deck. Pirate term. Boat term. All hands on deck. Uh, Google Hangout. Board meeting with everyone else. And someone and Ja Rule is saying, Ja Rule basically did this with with the main guy Billy Farland, and or McFarland and. The guy, he said, Ja Rule is saying, we could do one of these again. We need to own this fire festival failure. And then some, one of the guys goes, no, we can't. We committed fraud. Ja Rule says without missing a beat, we didn't commit fraud. What do you mean we committed fraud? False advertising, maybe. Literally just defines fraud. He's like, no, we didn't commit fraud. We just did false advertising. That's my new, we did it for science. Like, you, you're not committing fraud. You could false advertise all you want. I don't know what fraud is by that logic. Uh, there was another scene in that that I can't talk about on the air, which is unfortunate. But the what was funny is I think the sanest guy in that documentary, this is the other notable thing. We can move on from the Firefest because you haven't seen it. There's a pilot who left the operation before it happened because he knew that it was going to be a failure. A pilot? Pilot. Was he one of the investors? No, he was going to be... They promised you that you would fly to Fire Festival in a private plane. Okay. And he was going to be one of the pilots, but he could only fly like a Cessna, whatever. So he, he gets there, and they had cameras rolling for all this. And he's like... They get into his plane, he's like, Yeah, I just got my uh, license. Taught myself how to fly. Microsoft Flight Simulator. It works great. 
Oh my god! This dude just taught himself how to fly, and he was the most sane person in the documentary. Under any under under, uh, under any other circumstances, you look at that guy and be like, "This guy is nuts. Why is he like? What's the deal with this?" <laughs> Microsoft flights, and he just taught himself how to fly. And then he was like, "No, nope, <clears throat> I had to get out of it. I didn't want my name associated with this. I knew that this wasn't going to be good." Asinine. Ever, you, everyone should go watch that, and then then we could talk about it. You guys could call, and them. then send in your thoughts. Send in your thoughts. I want some call-ins about it. To uh, uh, our FFRAC inbox. Yeah, send it to um, ncoker at ffrac.org. Um, now, this is great. I've got a hypothetical for us. And we've never really done one of these, but I can imagine that this is going to capture your imagination. I thought you hated hypotheticals. I don't like hypotheticals when they have to do with real life. Hey, what if we did this? I like hypotheticals when it's totally imaginary, and that's what this is. The hypothetical is, and I'm going to say it's Rome, but it could be any civilization, really. 50 BC. Okay. All you have is an iPhone with one full charge, and somehow you could communicate with the people. We'll, we'll move past I that. I can speak Latin. Yes. Okay. Which is cool. And you could do everything that you would be able to do with your phone here. So internet. Well, I wouldn't be able to call anyone. No, you can't call anyone, but everything else, internet, everything else works. Can I stream? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can watch anything on the internet now. And the question is, can you rule the world with that? Yes. You think, okay, explain your plan, and then I'll tell okay, you Okay, 50 BC, um, whoever was the emperor then, I'm not sure. Um, I could look up everything about them, learn their weaknesses, their strengths, their daily life, and I would learn more, and I would learn it to the point of mastery, and I would become him, and then I would sabotage him. Okay. Notable is you only have one iPhone charge. Yeah. So I was seeing so I have my brightness on. You low. could you could spread it out maybe a week if you're turning it on to whatever. Yeah. Maybe okay. So I like your plan. Learn everything about about the current emperor because it kind of plays into my plan. I think my first thing would be I don't even know if you could do this, but somehow you look up, you know, how to make an iPhone charger in the forest or something like that. I don't feel like I really could, but if you could figure out how to charge it you're well, on, you need to make that lightning dock. That's the issue. You're yeah. on lock. If you could figure out a way to charge it, you're on lock. That's true, but I, there's not the metalworking technology to make something like that. Yeah. Then. But I was saying about that. That might be my first ditch. And then I kind of took a similar route to you in terms of information, but here's what I thought of was find every major battle for the next couple of years and, like, just totally accurately predict it. Yeah. Notable get is... Get called the cleric. Yeah, exactly. Get... Become like this oracle. Become Rasputin of Be- Rome. Because I was thinking at first, I was like, I'd want to do like Biff from Back to the Future where he stills the almanac and he knows all the sports games out- outcomes. But I I more so thought that it'd be cool to predict like the outcome of gladiator matches or something. But then I thought you probably can't look up who won what match. So no. I couldn't bet. And even now, if you bet 100% correctly on every match you're going to get taken out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to get beat up in, in Vegas. So I was thinking, predict battles. However, I think you have to go and become a lowly worker. 
Because if you just whip this thing out and like videotape them and show it to them, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna mess you up. Because we we're not living that far from a time where people were like, oh yeah, that that woman's a witch and just killed them. Like we're we're not even that far out of the woods of witch killing yet. If you go back, even to Rome, and you just whip that thing out, it might be so awe-inspiring that they're like, oh, crap, and they just worship you. I don't know. I think they would kill you. But I think they would kill you, right? They would kill you. So I think you need to figure out a way. You don't show it to them, but I think you need to figure out a way to use the information you can get from it. Mm -hmm. Or you can figure out, like, a way to make a machine gun. That'd be pretty cool. You don't have the metal. I guess not. The metal is the big thing that we yeah. got. You you have to do hundreds and or thousands of years of human development, but it, within your lifetime. And it'd be interesting if you could do that from the phone. That's why it's a fun thought experiment. The other th- notable thing is 50 BC, 50 years before Jesus. Before who? Jesus. Before Common Era. Before the Common Era. But irregardless, you're pre-Jesus. You're pre-Gs. What if you just start doing Jesus and you become Jesus? Obviously, he got killed, but you do it in such a way that you take over. That you take over what? Well, the whole idea is can you run the world with this one charge of But Jesus didn't want to run the world. It's a side thought. What if my idea is just if I'm in this situation and I just start doing Jesus – even if I die, wouldn't it be cool all of a sudden now if, like... Well, you would get killed in Rome. Because if this I, is I in get, Rome... I get killed, but flashback to now, that little cross over there, that's just Nick on that cross. You would get you would get killed within days in Rome for spreading, for creating this false religion. Because they were totally pagan. Okay, I, I'm just saying I go and imitate the life of Jesus, starting now. So you go, you get a couple ragtag people, and you just walk around giving parables. Preaching his exact word. Just in the odd idea that it would just be like Nickianity, and that would be Nick on that cross. Like, all of a sudden, you would be talking about me when you were talking about Jesus. I just replaced Jesus. Everything else is You'd have to rise from the dead. That's what's tricky. Yeah. But I got my iPhone. And you'd have to turn water into wine. He turned the water into wine. So I think we could sit on that one. Sit on that hypothetical. Maybe you can think about that, and then we could come back to that next week. Because don't you think that's kind of thought-provoking? One Mm -hmm. iPhone charge, what you would do with it? Yeah. I don't know. I liked that one. Uh, Moving on. Los Angeles Senator testifies before Congress. Or no, this was a Louisiana senator, sorry. Testifies before, which makes more sense. Testifies before Congress about Saints NFC Championship game. Yep. They won't give it up. Clearly they won't give it up. And I don't think that they will anytime soon. Even after the game, the Super Bowl is done. Especially if the Rams win. The video was too boring to play. Because somehow anything on C-SPAN just becomes unbearable to watch. Or anything in Congress. Or anything in Congress. But he had a headline from the New York Times that said, Unreffing Believable. And you know how they blow up headlines and, and um, print them out and, yeah. and, and do them for when they testify for Congress? So that was pretty cool. Uh, under the gun, you have 15 seconds. Name a beer bottle, three beers that come in green bottles. 
Heineken, Stella Artois, and uh, you started. You started. You started late. I did start late. Hey yo, what's? I can't think of a third. Prosecco? No. Dos Equis? That's black. It's green. Rolling Rock? Dos Equis. Okay. Green bottle. Um, that was a good one, though, huh? Because yeah. I've realized I've been asking you for one. I'm going to start asking you for two or three. But, well, I shouldn't tell you that. But green beer bottles. For some reason, I knew Heineken is instant. When I thought of this question, I thought, Heineken is instant. And then I sat for a second. You were pretty good with your second one with Stella. That was quick. Uh, Peroni, I think, is green. There's surprisingly many of them, but that's a good under-the-gun freeze-up thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, it's just a very certain type of beer is green. You're trying to be sort of Italian. I think. Heineken, they imported that, and they were trying to be very European in the United States. Stella's Belgian, I think. Yes, yeah, Stella's Belgian. Um, a brilliant Russian thief stole a $185,000 painting by taking it off of a crowded museum's wall and leaving in broad daylight. Clearly brilliant. Clearly brilliant. If you could pull that off. Um, I, I mean, I was thinking about it. Uh you know, screw oceans. Um, what's his name in the what? Uh, what Danny? Danny Oceans. Screw oceans eleven, oceans twelve, oceans thirteen. In terms of breaking into a casino, doing a heist, doing a whole thing. This guy literally just walked in. People must not give a crap. Oh, in Russia. Well, we're going that ties into what I said last right time. Right back into Russia, which is why I have this article. There's, it goes right into must the have Russia. Seen him. You know, you, you get that feeling when you're watching a caper movie where you're rooting for the bad guy. They just didn't care, you know. Oh, so so you don't even think they were unaware. You think that they were just like exactly that. You think it was like Oceans, where you watch Oceans, they're technically the bad guys, lovable bad guys, but they're lovable. So you think they were just like, let's let this guy. What have do I? One. Yeah, what do I care? What is the, what has the Russian state ever done for me? You know. Nothing. Not Nothing. squat. I was going back and... Th- so there, you think that all Russians are just still pissed about living in Russia, so they let people steal paintings. I kind of like that notion. Yeah, okay. I was thinking back to the Banksy thing. Banksy? I, I, how, what's his name? Is it Banksy? Banksy, right? I don't know. The street artist? The British street artist? I don't know. Oh, a very famous artist, but no one knows who this guy is. He does all these weird paintings. He did one, a painting... Some sort of balloons or something like that. It sold at auction for a lot of money, maybe eighteen million dollars or something like that. Something ridiculous, right? Right when they hit the gavel and the auction ended, the painting shredded itself <laughs> because that's what that's Banksy. That's his moves. He does. He's anti everything. So the painting just shredded itself, and everyone there clapped. And the guy who bought the painting was more excited that that happened because it made it a whole thing. I think maybe art is art. Did he still have to pay all the money? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was really funny. That's that's art. So that's art. Now I think that this was um a really old painting. But I was thinking 
who knows when you're at an art studio, someone could walk in, take the painting off the wall, and walk out. I would totally think that that was art, right? I would totally think that that was planned. It was part of the exhibit because it's so absurd that and you have to buy would it. even try to do that. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, and I was like, maybe they just thought it was art. But they, they can't catch this guy. He, he pulled the ultimate caper. Right under their nose. Yeah. Mission Impossible, all those things, it's like too much buildup. Walk in, walk out. Um, I guess that's the way to do it. Yeah. No frills. Uh, mom donates son son's mug to Goodwill. Turns out it is $6,500 in cash in it. They're trying to get it back in a mad The mug dash. does? The mug does. 100% a drug fund. So I, I was going back and thinking about this article. It's sort of like one of those reusable coffee mugs, and the kid just had it in his room, and the mom thought, oh, we could toss this. She gives it to them. She's like, I feel awful. I feel like the worst mom ever. They're talking with Goodwill, trying to get it back. This kid has $6,500 in cash. That's not for drugs, you don't think? I think it is for that drugs. That has to be 100 Or this kid is yeah. just trapping hardcore. Okay, here's a dilemma for you, Nick. If you see it, if you buy the mug at Goodwill, and you open it, and you find $6,500, <laughs> are you going to keep it? That's a Maybe we have to do this more, though. I have one. That's almost better. For this poor kid, or maybe not poor kid, maybe this is blood money. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to give it back. And yeah, the, he had to come clean to his mom with all of his dirty business, too. You think she was like, okay, son, you had $6,500. You didn't tell me about it. You had it in a mug. That's what's sus, is the mug. If it's in a bank account, if it's in a safe, maybe it was from the summer job. Maybe it was from mowing lawns. It's a lot of money. You have a lot of money. The mom has job. no clue where it is, why why it is there. It has to be a bad thing. Yeah. So he had to have come clean. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe she's going to confiscate it. Maybe you have to donate it to Goodwill. Maybe it turns into a donation to Goodwill, you know? Clear your name. Now, I read about this in the news. That's going to be part of my answer. I feel like if I bought, like, a piggy bank... Okay, I'm going to say piggy bank. If I buy a piggy bank, $6,500 in cash... I'm keeping it because the idiot who gave it and the idiots at the place didn't bother to open the piggy bank and see if there was money yeah. in it. If it's any other odd object where you find a bunch of, if it's like a VCR and for some reason you open it or you open the, you know, you try to put a thing in there and you find like a wad of cash. I feel like you have to pocket that 6,500 is a round enough sum that it's not scaring me. It's scaring me for a teenager, but if I'm buying a, an appliance and I find that much cash in it, I think you pocket that. Yeah, I agree. Fighters, keepers, losers, weepers. Yes. This one, I had to keep the headline in it because it was just the first line. You're in trouble. Is it spelled U-R-I-N-E? Yeah, because it's a P story, but it's... You're in trouble. That's bad. Where's that from? Sailor lights pee on fire to avoid drug test, charged with felony arson. I don't think you can light your pee on fire. I think he mixed something with it on the ship. Okay, we'll we'll get to this article. What what um company who who wrote that headline? Yeah, I I think the headline came from actually the Daily Mail, or maybe this one was was Barstool. A sailor based in Virginia set fire to his urine samples to prevent the results of a pee test being used against him, military prosecutors allege. Logistics specialist third class Curtis Dejuan John, Dejon Johnson. Curtis Dejon? Johnson. 
I like the Dijon. Dijon's pretty cool. Dijon? Dijon it's not Valjean. Dijon. Dijon Valjean. Moral dilemma. Faces a court martial trial for, quote, setting fire to urine samples on Is May in- 1st at Naval Air Station Oceana to oh, prevent the Navy results person. of said urinalysis from being used against him at an adverse administrative proceeding, according to sheets from the Navy Times. This guy is insane. He thinks that the best way for him to get out of a pee test is to put some sort of flammable liquid in his pee and light it on fire. And then he's charged with felony arson. He must have been high when he thought of that plan. (laughs) That's that's, that's the perfect punchline. This guy was still on the pot. This guy came in. Gotta be more than pot. You're probably right. This guy came in on, you know, Molly or something, and he's like, they're like, random drug test. He pees. He's like, oh, crap. Wait, they're going to get me. Let me light this on fire. So he's still they're high. never going to catch he's me. He's still high. And then they, he was like, oh, I know the perfect plan. I'll just light this on fire. You light a fire on a ship. I must have gotten out of hand. It's the perfect crime. Lighting. The perfect crime. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. For some reason, I gave this guy the benefit of the doubt to think, Oh, this guy was just had this stupid plan. No, you're totally right. This guy must have been such a druggie to the extent that he had this drug addled plan where he'd light it on fire. You don't expect that out of a guy in the Navy. You just think this guy went nuts. You're totally right. He was high. He was drunk as a skunk on whatever it was. That's nuts. I don't know. But, I mean, you know how the Navy is. That that dude's done. I just think he must be thinking three seconds in the future max. He lights his pee on fire, and he assumes that the Navy is never going to catch up to him. He's just going to pull one over on the Navy. It's as simple as that. He's it's he's just going to pull one over on the Navy. Millions have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Millions have pulled one over on the Navy. It's as easy as that. No. I don't know, but you're in trouble is one of the, the best headlines I've heard all week. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, I, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, obviously you're you guys aren't in the studio, but um, every week there's a whiteboard and there's a poll of the week for every disc jockey and anyone who comes in here. And this week, uh, Ms. Crockett, moderator of radio, set it to Jack versus Nick at Jack BMO at J Two Smooth underscore on Twitter at J Morris at FFRAC.org. I'm not going to promote myself, but she immediately voted one for Jack, which burns. That she knows. hurts. She understands. She understands comedy. I think it's because she walked in and I said, quote, you're in trouble. I think that's what, what happened here. I think, I think she just has a taste for, you know, pure comedy. She appreciates it. You think you're more of a back-to-basic roots comedy guy than I am? I like I'm kidding. I like there's there's one there's there's a comparison I like. And I think I take it too far sometimes. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I'm not going to talk about it. I feel like I can get hyper and I could go too far with the comedy. But I think there's two types of of people with comedy. There's the guy who can make your mom laugh and then there's the guy who can crack like a certain demo up. I think you could be pretty much funny funny. And I think I've got stuff that just doesn't hit. I'm hit or miss. Sometimes I think I'll drop a dime. Sometimes I, I think I miss. I whiff. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious if you did that, but I think... I'm actually going to say no. Okay. I'm sorry. 
And this is actually, at least I asked. No, thank, thank, frankly, thank, thank you for asking. And I was thinking about doing the same thing because I think it's hard. I'd like to come in here and I'll tell you guys listening right now. I'll never lie to you guys. I'll never lie. I go in here. I want to crap. You know, I want it to be pure. I want whatever pop, thought pops into my head, whatever. But then there's there's my life outside of this. And I feel like there's a boundary. You're a pretty private guy on this. I feel like I'd say whatever. But I feel like I need to establish there's a barrier between some stuff and me on the radio. Really? I don't mean to get philosophical here. Yeah. Some some things just don't need to go on air. Well, I'm cool talking about anything that I've done. I'm cool sharing anything with anyone listening to this. But everyone else in my life hasn't made that commitment, right? They're not asking to be on radio. So I don't feel like I'm allowed to – I don't feel like it's in in good taste to do that to them. I feel like that could wind me up in trouble in terms of my personal relationships. I don't know about you. My moral dilemma was because I watched the last episode of Seinfeld the other day. With a tear in your eye? No, it's it's actually notoriously a bad episode. It's boring. Two-parter. But what happens is the whole gang is at the airport. I think it's... Yeah, it's... LaGuardia? No. And, um... Every, all, uh, you know, Jerry, uh... Um... They're all they're all at the airport, and they see a fat man get robbed at with a gun, and they don't intervene at all. Rather, they make fun of him, and so when the police come and they have to report the crime, they get arrested for violating the Good Samaritan law of the state, of the city, which means that if something bad is happening, you have to help. Which isn't what a good Samaritan law is. No, a good, good Samaritan law is that if you try to help, try to, help, try to like resuscitate someone and, and you it fail, goes wrong, you're, you're not you held accountable. Yeah. So it's used incorrectly. However, I want to apply this to us. We see a fat man getting robbed. And obviously, you and I, in our experience in public, we like making fun of people. Especially when there's a lot of people. We like using... Jack and I, here's a, here's a little hint or a little life trick. If you're a degenerate who likes making fun of people like Jack and I do, you tell them to avoid pointing, you tell them where the person is on the location of a clock. So we would go, you know, look at the guy at two o'clock. And then, you know, you know, you look and then you crack up. So we like making fun of people, but we see this guy. I don't make fun of people. I make fun of things people do. That's true. We're never going to make... Yeah, okay. That's fair. I don't... We're not mean. But we see this, let's say, preposterously obese man. 400 pounds. How about that? Okay. You get robbed at gunpoint. Do we have to rush him? What do we, do have we do? The, the gunman? Yeah. Uh, is this the same guy who made a flight attendant wipe his butt? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that makes it more of a moral dilemma. Because we hate the guy. We hate that man. I I sympathize with him, but um, you want your? Do I rush the gunman? No, because I'm not armed, and I'm not going to rush someone who has a gun and just committed a crime. So you don't think we do nothing, but we can't joke about well, what's what, happening. What, what can I do? Let's say the crime is just preposterously funny. You know, like it's like you know, it's it's funny. What do we do? We don't try to contact anyone. We well, don't try to do options. anything. A, I call the cops. 
Or B, the other option is I chase the guy. Situation A, likely everything will work out. Situation B, if I can catch up to him, I'm probably going to get shot. Okay. But we have an obligation. I think I agree with you, but we have an obligation not to make fun of this man. Yeah. He's gone through a tough time. This is probably a very traumatic episode for him. Any making fun of would be in poor taste. Okay. And I think that that symbolizes an element of maturity, for me at least. I don't, I, I don't know about you. Obviously, if I see, like, a funny enough situation, I'd take a picture of it. No matter what, like, I'd try to figure out a way to take a picture of it. I was going through my phone the other day. I somehow was at something, and there was a dude sitting by the fireplace extremely fat, overweight. Ooh, what place with a fireplace? I think it might, or, like, a fire pit. It must have been oh, okay. at, at something visiting friends in Tahoe. But he had a, a huge cigar... And a Bud Light Lime Rita can in his hand. Oh, man. Had to take a picture of that guy. I sat next to him for half an hour, but I still take a picture of him. There's some things that are very funny. But when there's violence involved and trauma, I guess we leave that be? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair. Yeah. That's a good moral dilemma. Or that's a good... Self-improvement, where do we stand on this? Okay, but what if the guy wasn't armed and he just stole, like, the wallet out of the fat man's hand and he ran away? You gonna chase him down? Maybe we try to get him. Because I, I saw that happen in really? New York City. I saw that happen, yeah. I was walking down the street and I saw a man grab a woman's purse and idiotically he ran into the subway. Ooh. I don't know why. I thought he could get on a train and escape, but, like, 15 Jeez. minutes later, the cops just brought him out. Yeah. My my great aunt in, the, in in San Francisco chased down a guy who stole her purse. Your great aunt did? Yeah, crazy. Wow. She's got cancer. Now, I hope she's... Anyway. I hope she's okay. Me too. Um, I think it's good to talk about situations and say, where do I stand on this? Particularly with bad things. Like, would I ever rob a train? Depends. Okay. If it's a steam train... <laughs> running through Utah, you know, with bags of money. Yeah. Okay. I it, have to rob that train. Okay, so we're ba- okay, bandits. Yeah, we're but, robbing the train. But if the it's stage you know, coach. but if it's a, if it's in Caltrain, no, I'm not going to rob it. Okay. Never we're never cheating on a wife. No, of course not. It's the worst. That's the worst. No matter what. I've thought about that one. I've never cheated on anyone. You get into this hypothetical. It's like you have this attractive girl flirting with you. This is some situation. And you exclaim, I am not cheating. I am not going to cheat. It might be embarrassing if she wasn't actually flirting with you. But I think it's good to lay down your morals like that. Just think of the song, Who Am I? from Les Mis. Who am I? I think that's how we deal with any moral. Do you want to be the scumbag that cheats? No. Never. You want to be the Jean Valjean. Honor. Be Jean Valjean. Integrity. Okay. I was saying the other day, Wiener Schnitzel used to be called Der Wiener Schnitzel. Yes. They used to throw a Der in front of it. Way too German for the American market. I guess so. I think it's funny. It's funny, but I don't think most people would be as receptive as they are to just Wiener Schnitzel. Obviously, they cut the Dürr. But then I remember maybe a year ago, they did an ad where they called themselves the Schnitz. 
I like that. So they cut Durr, and then they cut the Wiener, and then they were just the Schnitz. The Schnitz. So then, I don't know why, but then I start thinking of all the names they could have, all the ads they could have run as the Schnitz. So the first I thought of was putting on the Schnitz, like putting on the Ritz. And then I thought, oh, did you hear about uh, their new chicken Schnitz? You know, it's like a chicken schnitzel type thing because it sounds like, well, we can't say the word. It sounds you guys like. want to uh, hit the schnitz later tonight? We could totally use that. So I'm thinking the schnitz is pretty good. But then um, I was talking with my dad the other day about um, bratwurst. Uh-huh. And we were saying that we would call our hot dog stand the worst, the worst. It's pretty fun. Do you like that? Yeah. Because I want to make that one happen. You can have the worst, you know, the worst X. But it's versed. Yeah, it's it's, it's versed, but yeah. you're but it's a playoff of the worst. It's, yeah, I it's, it's sort of like the fucking good or um cluck you or sort of any of those places where the name is playing off of uh Yeah, I got it. It's pretty funny. It's like that place in Nashville, the hot chicken place. I've got the shirt from there because I thought it was awesome called Party Fowl, but it's F-O-W-L. Mm. That's fun. And then the logo is the chicken has a little party hat on. I don't know. That's what I've been thinking about lately was Durr Schnitzel. That's been your your thing. Yeah, maybe maybe the place is called Durrverst. Like the worst. Yeah. Just go very, very German with it. I don't know. That That, that has been my thing. I don't know, no... I was saying, people were pissed about the fucking good. They said that that was making fun of the Vietnamese or whatever. I was saying no one would accuse Durverst of being offensive or important. No one's going to be offended for the Germans, right? I was thinking about that. What have you been thinking about? Uh, I was thinking about the new Duramax last night for like an hour. The, the, The Ford? No, that's Power Stroke. Well, what are we? What the new Dur- Duramax, the diesel engine that Chevy and GMC uses? Oh, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about um, four-stroke Cummins twelve-valve. Um, you been thinking of straight engines lately? Well, not necessarily. I thought, I, yeah, I thought I was thinking of engines last night. Okay. Um, I was thinking about. No, it was mostly engines last night. There's been a thought I've had recently. I remember maybe five years ago I built an engine, a little one for like a um, – uh, it was a pole, but it was for one of those little RC cars that have motors. You built a gas-powered engine? Yeah, for the little RC car. That would Like from a kit? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it'd be cool now to buy another engine kit and piece together like a, a miniature V8, and then you get it to a point where you can pull it and the pistons would move and stuff. A V8 for like a yeah. A well, V8 but we're go-kart. not we're not no. We don't even need to use it for anything. I just want to build one and then use and have it on my desk, and just fill it with gas and run it sometimes. Ooh, that even be well not inside, but yeah. Well, yeah, you could, no, you could run the exhaust through the window. Okay, we'll pipe it out. Yeah, but you'd it would be deafening. Yeah, a little one, not a huge, not a full size V eight. Okay, how about a two cylinder? Because like a, a motor, real like two a, cylinder, like a motorcycle engine. Okay, 
and then I would get like a hundred MPG. I would put it on a go kart. Okay, and drive it around. Maybe we just need to be, build go karts. That might be what it be. I want what I, it is, I but I want to build an engine. I want to. I want to get a lawnmower engine and turn it into a go kart. I, I think we're both guys who enjoy building things, and I will go through phases enough where I'm like, I haven't built a thing in long enough. So you I, build a top twenty podcast. We did build this. No, I'm always making a thing. But sometimes you want to make a tangible thing. Like even flipping through the book we did the other day. Sometimes it's fun to be making a thing, but particularly mechanical. Mm-hmm. So I was saying the other day, it'd be fun to get like another model plane or something like that. Obviously, we've made plenty of things. Mm-hmm. We're always making, but a, but a, but a physical thing. Kind of therapeutic. A, you should make a clock. That'd be cool. That would be some Swiss heritage. Right? I, I, I had a thought. This this was the thing the other day. I don't have an alarm clock. I just tossed my alarm clock. So there's no real clock in my room. So how do you wake yourself up? Oh, Alexa does it. I've been waking up at like 6.40 just naturally. Really? Yeah, my alarm is set for 6.45, so it's kind of nice. That is nice. You're locked in. Yeah. I was seeing an alarm clock that would be cool, but I can't seem to find it anywhere. Would be that one, the one that they in Groundhog Day. What does the sound do? Oh, well, the sound every morning he wakes up to, I got you, babe, you know? Uh, but Oh, yeah. I think it'd be cool if, you know how the the old alarm clocks, they were they had the flap, the numbers would fall? Yeah. I think that'd be cool. It might make, like, a nice little sound, too. I don't know. Or a cuckoo clock. Cuckoo clock. Maybe one of those ones where it's the cat with the tail and then the eyes move left and right, left and right. Like a Cheshire cat type thing. Yeah, uh, my grandparents definitely have a cuckoo clock. We've got, we've got a real Swiss clock. There's a couple of things if you're listening this far in this that that I, that I want to clear up about the programming schedule from Mocha Media. Now, we now have two angry men recording Monday mornings. Monday mornings. That those podcasts will be out on Monday. This we have is MDT Mocha Drive Time Radio. You're listening to this now, Tuesday mornings. This will, so Two Angry Men, I want you to subscribe to that on iTunes or whatever. You can listen to that right when it comes out. Turn on notifications. Subscribe to it. Subscribe to In Front of Your Back to catch Mocha Radio on Tuesdays and In Front of Your Back on Thursdays. So, In Front of Your Back on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, you but it, on it's Thursdays? out on Thursdays. So now you have a whole flight of Mocha Media you have three, to get you through the week. You have three Mocha podcasts a week. But I feel like people do it wrong where they're not subscribing to it and just swiping up. You should know when to check. Get in the loop. Don't trust my Snapchat story for updates on the podcast. Especially turn on notifications. You could also catch us on Spotify. Tune in. I think you know that. It's cool. You could say, hey, Alexa, play the newest episode of the In Front of Your Back podcast. She'll start playing this right now. It's cool. (laughs) Actually, I hope if you have this out loud, Alexa just triggered I don't know. Unreffing believable. All right. This has been MDT with Moker, your hosts, Drive Time Radio, uh, Jack and uh, Nick. Come on, that's an awful send off. You're listening to KBCP AM sixteen fifty. The time is 9.03. 
The day is Tuesday, January 29th. The drink of the morning was McDonald's coffee. Why, it fills. You're listening to Mocha Radio. We will see you next Thursday, next Tuesday. See you next Thursday for this Thursday for in front of your back. Have a nice day. Have a good week. God bless. Bienvenue. I thought you have a tagline. Drop your tagline. I don't have a tagline. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I'll have to think of one. Okay. I'm sorry. See you guys next week. Continue. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't.